Today's daf is daf Lamed. We are holding three lines from the bottom of Kaftes Amud Beis. Yosef Ravin Rav Yitzchak Berebi Kmeid Rav Yirmiya. Rav and Rav Yitzchak were sitting in front of Rav Yirmiya. The Kamenamne Rav Yirmiya. Rav Yirmiya, I guess the Rebbe was taking a nap. He was dozing. We'll see. He wasn't completely asleep, but he was dozing. Yosef Amri. So they sat. What do uh, in those days yeshiva guys sit and schmooze? They talk and learning. The Rebbe sleeping, so they raised. They said they were talking and learning. What did they say? They say Lubar Pada. According to the opinion of our Pada, the Amar Padon Chosros Vekochos. Remember, we had a couple of days ago the opinion of Bar Pada that if a person, the Mishnah, a person made a statement that uh, that these natios, these uh, saplings, these young trees are going to be like a carbon, means he's maktish them until they get chopped down. So the Lashon of the Mishnah was, is Einlahem Pidyon. So what, what, the, what Barpod explained, Einlahem Pidyon means, is there's no permanent Pidyon. Until they get chopped down, every time he tries to redeem them, the redemption will work momentarily, but because of his original statement that they're Kadosh until they get chopped down, they become Kadosh again, right? So they become, there's, un- there's a recurring Kedusha that happens based on his original statement. It's interesting because remember we had brought down two Rishonim in the Ran as to what Einlein Pidyon means, uh, and we had we had a machlokas between uh, the the Rashba. the the, the Rashba and Moshe Kartabi on this specific uh, status whether or not uh, there is a machlokas uh, in the in the Gemara between the two Shatim that we had, and um, it, it's it, it's it's. Uh, it, it, the, the question was going to be whether it's only Barpado who held this or even the other opinion held that as well. And uh, it's the more he has attributing this dafka to Barpada. But anyway, so it says like this. So the, the, he says, according to Barpada, Tivshot Deboi Rab Hoshio. We should be able to be poshit the way Barpada understood. We should be able to be poshit the shaila that Rab Hoshia, Rab Hoshia asked. Rab Hoshia raised the following halachic query. Let me say the whole thing outside, and then we'll get back and read inside. Rab Hoshia said, let's say you say to a woman, you know what, Harad Makadeshusli, I want to marry you. Let's I guess, make up a circumstance. I have a bad temper. So you know what, I'm going to give you two prutos. One for now, one for later. Meaning, if I divorce you, then you should become a Kodeshus automatically with the second Pruta. So the first Pruta is for now. The second one is an insurance policy. Just in case, if I divorce you, then right after I divorce you, you should become back a Kodeshus with the second Pruta. And she accepts both Prutas. So Rab Oshia asked the Shiloh, does that... Do you need a new Maisa Kedusha after the divorce? Or does this function to create an, uh, a recurring Mekodeshes that could happen? So, so these, the two Talmidim over here of Avin, Rabbi Yitzchak said, Lechora, based on Bar Podo, we can say we have a solution for the Shaila raised by Rabbi Oshia. Why? Because you see in our case, in the case by the Natiyas, by the young saplings, what happens over here? The person makes one utterance, makes one statement. He's saying is these trees should be a uh, uh, like a carbon with a condition that uh, and they should uh, uh, until they get chopped down. That statement suffices that if 
in fact, he tries to redeem it, and, he, and the redemption is successful, because now the money becomes kadosh, but that original one statement, you don't need to make that statement again, is recurring, automatically, they become, the trees become kadosh again. Well, if that's true, so say that the two Talmudim said to the Chodah, the same thing over here. He needs, he only made one Harat Mekudoshesli, but he said, and on condition, if I divorce you, you'll become a Kodeshus again. He gave you already, you need, you need to, you need a pruta for each, well, you got two prutas over here. You don't need him to make a new statement. You can rely on the recurring statement, the initial, and we compared already before that, the, the, the sanctity infused in a carbon, we said compared to the sanctity that's infused in the Isha by Kedushin. So same way as that Kedusha can be recurring with one original statement. So therefore, let the, the Kedushin be recurring with the one original statement. They want to compare the two. That's the analogy that they wanted to make. Okay. So the boy Rabbi Shir, because Rabbi Shir raised the Shiloh, Hanos the Prutos Laisha, a person that gave two Prutos to a woman, with one, a Mekodesh's today, and the second one, the Mekodesh's later, tomorrow, after I divorce you. So it should be considered a valid condition, i.e., the second marriage after divorce should recur automatically without needing a new Maisa condition. So itar bahu In the meantime, Rabbi Yirmiya awoke. Now it seems that he had already was like paying some attention to it, so he wasn't completely asleep, and he woke up and uh, and he gave his own opinion on this. And basically, what he said to them is as follows. Now, it's very important <laughs> to understand this concept over here. A person can only magdish something that he owns. I cannot go say, okay, Adam, I'm going to be magdish your cow. I cannot be magdish your cow. I cannot be magdish, you know, make a gift to Hegdish your cow. I can control, I can be magdish. So he says like this. He says, therefore, therefore, if I... Uh, therefore, the halacha is what he's going to say is the idea that right after pidyon it becomes kaddish again is only true if I, the person who uttered the statement, was the one who did the pidyon. So let's say I said that I want my trees to become uh, to become like a kaddish, become hegdish. So the halacha is that now hegdish own it. Now, now. If I go and I'm paida, what happens with pidyon? Pidyon means now the kedusha transfers to the money. So instead of owning the tree, now Hegdish owns the money. Who owns the tree? I own the tree. So when I am the one who's being poda, since I was the one that made the statement that I am going to make these trees kodesh until they get chopped down, automatically that original statement makes the tree kodesh again. Because it's come, it came back to me. When it comes back to me, I, it's, it's in my power that the statement should be. But let's say, let's say Chaim went to Hegdish and said to Hegdish, you know what, I'm looking for some, not, some good young trees today. And they said, well, we happen to have somebody who was Magdish trees, and he's the one that's Poda. Let's say I was Magdish the trees until they get chopped down, and Chaim was the one that was Poda. In such a case, Says, uh, uh, says Rabbi Yirmiya, the halacha will be that the trees become chulin, the money becomes kodesh, and they will not automatically become kodesh again. Why? Because it can only become automatically kodesh if it's in my control, but once he's powdered it, it becomes in his control. That cannot become kodesh. 
So, <coughs> right, everyone understand that concept. Yeah. So this concept that we said that it's chozer and becomes a part of and the Ron says he, he, he even raises the ante. The Ron says that even if Chaim will gift the trees back to me or sell the trees back to me, they will not become kodesh because once there's been that break in the ownership of it, that it went from Hegdish to a third party, even if it came back to the original party, you need a new act of Hegdish right. to make it Kodesh. Everybody with me so far. So says the says Rab, uh, says Rab Oshia beautifully. He says Lachora when you're Makadesh and Isha, you're Makadesh and Isha, and and then you divorce her, she doesn't come back to you. She goes back to herself. She's now within her own control. So I don't have an ability that my original statement should go and make her back kadosh again because she's not. Ba- it's not like a tree that comes back to me. It's like a third party that takes possession of themselves. Mamele, a new act of kedushin would be required. The recurring act of kedushin does not automatically kick in. Make sense? Yeah. Okay. Let's see it inside. So, actually, they, they, this is where the famous Ron, anytime you learn, anyone learns Masechus Kedushin, they, they, uh, they, 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 they bring down this Ron, that, that a woman is not, it's not that the, that the woman is giving herself to you, the woman makes herself Hefker. It's exactly that, not Hefker, she is Mevatel herself to the husband who takes possession. That's the whole idea of not having dual ring ceremonies, it's gotta be Kiyikach and Lo, that she's not taking you and you're taking her, it's gotta be a, 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 a passive act on her part, and it's an active act on the part of the male. That is the way it has to be built up. But anyway, that, 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 there's a long run, a famous run. This is the run that everyone quotes in Kedushin. But let's see it inside. So says the Gemara like this. And he said to them like this. He said, How can you be comparing Podon who, when he, the original utterer of the statement, is the one to being poder, le poder to where other people are being poder. Like I said, there's a difference who's doing the pidyon. So therefore, because hachiyama Rabbi Yochanan, because Rabbi Yochanan said, Podon who chosos v'kadoshos. It's only where he himself, the one who made the original statement, redeemed it, does it automatically come kadosh again. But poder macherem, however, if a third party will redeem it, then what? They don't automatically become back Kadosh because my statement cannot make it Kadosh if it's no longer in my control. The Isha, in the case of marriage, the Isha is damya. That's a case like others redeem her because when you divorce her, she doesn't go back into your Rishus, she goes back into her own Rishus. So you have no control over being Magdish her at that point in time. So therefore, it's Kadosh Acherim Damya. Itmer Nami, this itself was stated, Amrav Ami, Amrav Yechran, Loishan, Elish, Abadam, Hu, Avapadam, Acherim, Ein Chodesh, Vagadoshos, that they doesn't automatically, there's a recurring condition, does not occur if somebody else does the pigeon on the trees, only if he himself does the pigeon on the trees. Memela, you cannot be poshet necessarily the Shiloh. It's not, the, the Ran talks about whether it's exactly like a third party doing it by Kedushin. I mean, it's not exactly like a third party, but it's clear, you cannot say unequivocally that it's exactly the same, and then we cannot bring a Raya from Rapada to the Shiloh of uh, Rav Oshin. Well, as long as it's within my control, but now the money will become carbon. That that money that was poured will be kodesh and it will be kodesh. Meaning that's it. But it's in my control. As long as it's within my control, but it's no longer in my control. I can't. You know, I made it hectic. Not allow anybody to be It's I can't. Once I make it hectic, I can't stop it. I can't stop. It. If I make it hectic, I can't stop anyone from being poured. It's hectic.
<laughs> so with whatever's in my control, I can do. No, what's not in my control, I can't do. Yeah. Oh, so you, say, you can't compare Kedusha's Guf, uh, because it's more Mahmer, the, the Kedushan. And even though they're both Kedusha's Guf, it's more Mahmer, you can't really compare the, the marriage. No, but again, that, that part of it wouldn't be, that, that's not the issue in terms of over here. The issue over here where there are a recurring statement can, can affect. I mean, uh, you're, you're right. The Kedusha's Guf is not the same thing as Kedusha Dom, according to some opinions yesterday, but it's not the impacting on Rav Shiloh. Right, not affecting Rabosha's Shaila. The same Shaila. Shaila is whether I can make a recurring statement on in, in that, that by Kedushin. You know, if it works by Kedushin's Domim, you can do it. Then, then why not regular Kedushin the Guf? It's a, no, it's a, they're it's more powerful. They're both Guf. They're both. In guf. the case of Kedushin, no. The case of the uh, of the tree was Domim. The tree yeah. was Domim. Mm-hmm. All right, let's go on. Now, just as an inter- introduction to the Mishnayos over here, the case when it comes to Nadorim. A, very, a lot of, 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 of focus is paid on what people of the time and place use terminologies to mean. It means a nether is binding based on the Loshan B'nai Adam, whatever people say. So, I mean, if, in, if in, in, in Los Angeles they say a certain statement, that's what it means there, it's not necessarily going to have the same binding effects of people in New York when they say the same statement, what does it mean? So, when these Mishnahis are talking about it, they're talking about the time and place, that's what they spoke of, that's how they utilize the languages, that was binding. So some of these things might not necessarily be impacting us today the way they speak, but it is back then, that's the way it is, because it goes Belashem B'nai Odom. Now, Hanodrim Yordei Hayam, if a person made a neder, saying, I make the neder Yordei Hayam, from those who uh, go down to the sea. Mutter B'yoshve Hayavosha. His neder does not include those who live on land. It only lives on those who, go in, who, who, who travel in the ocean. But if he made the neder, I make a neder, either precluding myself from benefit or them from benefit from me, from all Yoshve Yabosha, that statement is inclusive, not only of people that, that are on dry land, but also on the Yoshve Yabosha. Why? Because Because Yam is included in the statement, that's an inclusive statement, when you say Yoshva Yabasha, it even means Yam, because Yam eventually are also Yoshve Yabasha, they're included as well. Now, this last statement over here is going to be up to a debate. Zakta Mishnah. When we're talking about Yordei Yayam, it's loka Eilu. We're not talking about those that travel from Akko to Yafo. That's a hop, skip, and a jump away. That's a small little uh, trip. But it means someone that it sets a, it's on a, a, long, a long trip on the ocean, a long an ocean voyage. That's what it's referring to, Yordei Yam. But a little trip on the, in the does not make, that's not what we're referring to. So we have a machlokas on this last line of the Mishnah. What's this last line of the Mishnah coming to define? It is One learned that statement going back on the first part of the Mishnah. One learned it going on the last statement of the Mishnah. What do you mean? Let's explain. The thing that learned is going on the first statement of the Mishnah. This is the way he learned the Mishnah. It says, Somebody that made a neder on Yordayam is, does not, the neder does not include those who live on dry land. 
However, Beyarda Hayam would be Osir. Means if he made a nether, that he is not going to be Nana anymore from Yarda Hayam, so from Yarda Hayam is Osir. Now what defines Yarda Hayam? That's what the last line of the mission is coming to explain. Who's called Yarda Hayam? He says that Osir, It's a leniency, it's a kula. That Yarda Hayam doesn't include people who just take these little uh, one-day trips or what a half-day trips. That's not called Yarda Hayam. I don't mean, it means, means like they alight. They used to take a ferry that goes from uh, Akko to, uh, to Yafo. That's not too far away. So therefore, Tahalin Yoshva Yabosha, you know, those would still be referred to as not Yarda Hayam. Those are still Yoshva Yarda Yabosha. And they're not including his statement of Yarda Hayam. El Dark and Lefaresh. When you say Yarda Hayam, you mean Yarda Hayam. You mean people that take long trips. Uh, right. So that's the, that, that's one, one understanding. Now. For now, that comes up being a leniency, by the way, you understand? Because the, 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 the ratio was saying is, when you say Yorodei Hayam, you're Osir in Yorodei Hayam. Now, the last line that he's saying, but not everybody who t- goes on the ocean is include Yorodei Hayam. It's only someone who takes long trips, not someone who takes short trips. That's the first opinion. For the opinion that learns it's going on the Sefer, Masnihachi, he would learn as follows. It says, That somebody who made a neder, that he users himself on Yoshva Yavosha, that's Usr Bayarde Hayam. He doesn't only mean Yoshva Yavosha, people that are only on land. He also includes the Yarde Hayam are included in that nether of Yoshva Yavosha. For uh, uh, I'm sorry, I know Hayam. He's also including Yarde Hayam. And it doesn't mean, when you're saying that therefore the nether is chal on Yorda Hayam, it doesn't only mean people that are temporarily on the water. Yorda Yavasha could even apply to people that are permanently on the water. People that are a long time on the water. Eventually they all end up on dry land, so they're all included in, in, uh, in, in, in uh, the statement of Yorda Yavasha. Uh, uh, which means, according to the second interpretation, it's really a chumrah. You said Yoshva Yavasha. Yoshva, what does it mean, Yoshva Yavasha? Yoshva Yavasha means people are living on dry land. What about somebody that lives eight months of the year on the ocean? No, he's also included, not just the guy that takes a day trip on the ocean, even the guy that takes longer, that's all Yoshva Yavasha, they're all Osir. So what the is between the two Lashonas are, do you hold of that Kula in the Reisha? Means the Chumra and the Sefer, everybody agrees to that Yarde Yavasha accrues to all people, even if you're a long time on the ocean. But what about when you say Yarde Hayam? What did you mean? Did you ask anybody on the Yam or only people that are a long time on the Yam? Then, according to the first Lashon, it's only your people that are a long time on the ocean. Yard, but according to the second Lashon, the second interpretation doesn't have that leniency. He holds Yarde Hayam means. Everyone is Yardayam, even people that are temporarily. So when you said Yardayam, it would even include those people of Akatayafa. That becomes the point of the Machlokas. Now the Ran brings down a couple of points over here. The Ran says over here in the name of the Rashbo, number one, he says that Yardayam doesn't mean somebody that just took a trip once. It means that somebody that's continuously on the time he's, or he, go, he takes lots of, lots of uh, uh, voyages, or he says that somebody that is presently, it might be a first time, but it's presently 
on the yam could also be called Yarde Hayam. So that's two points he makes. Yarde Yam, somebody does it, but somebody who took it that last, 12 months ago, he went for one time, doesn't make him a Yarde Yam. The other fascinating machlokas that the Ran brings down, for the machlokas in the Bavli and Yerushalmi, let's say a person says that I, I'm assuring myself on Yarde Hayam in 30 days. The nether should be Chal in 30 days. So he says, what if a person, when he made the neder, the person wasn't a Yarde Hayam, but on day 30 he became a Yarde Hayam. Do you go by the time when he made the neder, or do you go when the neder is Chal? He says, that's a Machlokas Bavli and Yerushalmi. He brings it down. Fascinating that the Mechaber Paskins, in this case, like the way he's explaining it, likely Yerushalmi. But anyway, that's another thing to think about over here, but the Ran deals with that on the, on the top of the Amr base. That's a that's a generic statement, Acor- right? Excluding anybody. Then. Well, it would, it, it, who would who would it exclude? All right, it would exclude. Uh, uh, it means all man all mankind basically. All yeah. mankind. Right. It's not excluding anybody. Animals. I don't know. Uh, you know. Uh, all right. Tomorrow says like this. So tomorrow says as follows. Um, all right. Let's go to the next mission. Let's go to the next mission. Hanoder miroe achama. A person says, I make a net, the question is, does he mean those that can see the sun or those that are seen by the sun? What does he mean? What's it going to be? The Lord says like this. So, says the Mishnah, is a terminology that includes even people that are blind. Why? doesn't necessarily mean those that can see the sun. It means those that can be seen by the sun. Which, therefore, what does that include? That includes blind people as well. So why says, my time, or what's the reason? How do we know that he never meant people that can see the sun. How do we know that it means after those people that are seen by the sun? If he meant only that those that can see, then what do you have to throw in the Chama for? Just say, uh, the fact that he said implies that those that can be seen by the sun, not that those that, are, that can see. And therefore, it includes blind people as well. Now, what is this person coming to exclude? Fish and and uh, and uh, fetuses, fish and and uh, and ubar and fetuses that those are not included because those are not visible to the sun. Where the the Tosfos brings down over here, but you see, it would include all other animals because animals are roe chama. So he says that this, how do you know it doesn't include uh, vegetables yeah, and fruit and things like that as well? He says because the fact he did use a lotion of seeing. Meroah is mashma seeing and can be seen. Well, those things, you can't say that an apple can see. So therefore, it's only those things that have the capacity of vision, not those things that don't have the capacity of vision. So therefore, it does include all other creatures, but it does exclude those things like fish and uh, ubari, which uh, is interesting. An uber has the capacity. What? Yeah, but they're not not visible, they're not seen by the sun. Right. I guess it's interesting. It's assuming that fetuses also have the capacity of vision. I'm not sure that would be an interesting thing. I don't know. When does when is a fetus able to see? So from what, some, what point? Sometime in zero or nine. All right. All right. But it means even if, even if they're born afterwards, they're not included in the nether. That's correct. At the time you made the nether. That's correct. At the time of the nether, it's chal also. According to the Shalman. All right. Let's go by turn. Zog de Eilig Mishnah. harosh. Person made a nether from all people that have dark hair. 
Okay? Now we're going to see from the Gemara, it's clear that dark hair, Shkharei Rosh, was an expression used specifically for men. That was a, we'll see why. But that was a terminology used for men. So a person says, Rosh, a person says that I make a neder, you know, they're praying them for me or me from them, on Shkharei Rosh. Included in there are people that are bald, alright? Bale Seva, Sevos, people that are aged means that they have already white hair. Umutter, however, not included in the nether, are Noshim Viktanim, women and children. Shein Nikrem Shchore Harosh, Ela Noshim. Only men are referred to as Shchore Harosh. My timer says the Gemara, first of all, how do you know when he said Shchore Harosh, he didn't mean people with hair? How do you know it means to include, or people with, 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 with how do you know it means to be white-haired or bald? Because he should have said the fact that he never said the emphasis is not on the specific fact that they have hair, but it's the terminology of and Shkhore Harosh is all-inclusive, all men, bald or white-haired. Okay. Why? Why is that? Well, how did that come about that the terminology is impacting only men and not women and children? I want to say something interesting has, has implications. My time. So I want to say like this. Because by a, uh, men, sometimes their heads are covered, sometimes their heads are not covered. It means like when they learn, when they daven, then they have to cover their hair. So men, sometimes head covered, sometimes they're not. Women always have their hair covered. Right now, that the means married women. The Rambam, I think, Paskins, I'm not mistaken, that even unmarried women have to cover their hair. But anyway, the point is, but women, they don't, their hair, so therefore, if you're going to refer to women specifically, you would say those who have covered hair. Those who have covered hair, they say those who have dark hair, you wouldn't refer to women because what do you mean? You, how do you know what hair she has? You're not supposed to be looking. She doesn't have it. I mean, it's not supposed to be revealing her hair. So therefore, it wouldn't refer to women. And ktanim laola miglu. Ktanim, they never have their head covered. So the way to refer to ktanim would be those who have uncovered heads. So covered heads refer to women. Uncovered heads refer to children. Those who have dark hair is the terminology that refers to men. Okay. Weiter. <laughs> Hanoder min hayolodim. Somebody made a neder min hayolodim. Yolodim, we're going to see from the Gemara, the terminology refers to those that have been born. Yolodim, those that have already been born. Mutter benoladim. The way just to remember this, nolad in halacha, nolad is something that's not here yet, it's going to happen later on. That's just the way to remember it. Otherwise the terminology is a little confusing. So therefore, mutter benoladim, because since the neder said specifically only on those that have been born, it does not include noladim, those that will be born. However, minha noladim, but when you use the terminology noladim, the Chachamim's opinion is, noladim is a much more generic general term. And noladim does not only mean those that will be born, will be born, but it's also also minha yeladim, also includes those that have been born. So the Chachamim Shita is, if you say Yelodim, it's specifically to those that were born, but not Noladim, those that will be born. But if you use the terminology in the Nedra of Noladim, not only does it mean those that will be born, but it also includes those that have been born. Now, so that means you're better, if you said the ones who have been born, you're ushering yourself from everybody. 
right, we'll see what is not included, but we'll then, right. So Mars is like this. Now, Rav Meir makes a statement here that is going to have to require explanation. Rav Meir matir af b'yolodim. Rav Meir said that you're allowed to be, have hana even mina yolodim. Even yolodim means even those that have been born. But it's mashman for sure those that will be born. And then we're going to say, what is he referring to? What is he talking about? We'll see in the Gemara. Now, Chachomim Omrim, Chachomim say, Lonis Kaman Ze Elebemi Shedarka Lehevole. That when a person uses the expression of Nolodim or Yelodim, he only means to include those that are born, that are born, na- that are born through the birthing process. And the one's going to say, to exclude those things that are hatched from eggs. He's not including things that are hatched, only things that are birthed. Okay, let's see. Either way, the words no lodim or yolodim are only referring to things that are birthed. They're not referring to, they exclude things that are, are, are a hatch. Now, well, let's see what Rameyer about right now. Well, Rav Meir says it more like this. The simple reading of Rav Meir makes no sense. Because the Kanakama, the Chachamim say, if a person says that, uh, uses the expression no lodim, what is no lodim? It's all inclusive. No lodim means not only that which was, but also means that, and not only that which will be, but it also means that which was. No lodim for sure means that which, uh, future, that which will be, also mean no lodim, but even Chachamim say, you use no lodim, even mean a, a yilodim, those that were. But, but what, what is Rav Meir's lotion? Rav Meir says that when you see, the Chorv is going on that case, is that if you use no lodim, it's af yolodim. Means it's af, means your, your mutter, even of those that were, and lachora af means, and for sure, those that will be. How could that be? How could he say, use the terminology of no lodim, you tell me, for sure your mutter on those that, uh, that were born already, and even those that will be. Well, first of all, what did you make the nether on? And, and more than that, no lodim usually means those that will be. You want to argue, argue on your lodim, don't argue on no lodim, but he seems to be arguing on both by using the word af. So says thing more like this, and for sure no lodim a mutter. How could that be? First, then who are you answering? If no lodim is not answering those that you lodim, and for sure not those that are lodim, so then who is it answering? So there's actually a deletion in the text, that the text itself is incomplete, and you put that in, then you'll not may make sense. How so? Like this. Let's go through the Mishnah. If a person made a nether, so yolodim only means those that were born. It doesn't mean that those that will be born. That's Pasha. That's the way we started the Mishnah. But when you use the terminology, if you made the nether, the Chachamim hold that nolodim is more inclusive, and that does not only include those that will be born, but nolodim means even a yolodim, even your usher, even those that were born as well. Also, even the Yolodin. Comes along Rav Meir, and Rav Meir Omer, he says, no, that even when you use the terminology, it's mutter be Yolodin. Yolodin will only mean those that will be born. It will not mean those. Are. What's the Lashon Af? 
He means like this. He means he's comparing it to the first case. Just as when you said Yilodim, it only meant Yilodim and not Nolodim. So too, when you say Nolodim, it only means Nolodim and it doesn't mean Yilodim. That's the af that Rav Meir was using. There's a, he, what's that? Yes. So why is like Ava muta in the same way as when you said no yolodim was muta When you said no lodim, it's muta yolodim. That's all Rav Meir meant to say. So Amalei Papa Papa Abayer. So Papa said to Abayer, Nemeimer the nolodim misyaldin mashma. We're taking the position that nolodim is mashma. What will be born? Right, that's what we're saying. Olodim is mashma, what will be born. Lechora elameata, how do you understand the Pasuk in the Torah? It says that by, uh, by, by Yosef, it says that, 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 uh, Ata Shnei Bonaicha, no lodin lechaba eretz mitzrayim, ad boya lecha mitzrayim, lihem, afraim anosha, karuve mishim and yuli. So it says, So now he was talking to him, those children were, Already born, so you got to tell me there that Noladim means that w- will be born. Lachora Noladim, they clearly meant not that will be. Noladim means worse. As a kasher really on Rav Meir, how could no Rav Meir say that Noladim only means in the future? It doesn't mean in the past. Clearly over here it does mean in the past. So hachanami, the gears of the Bach over here is hachanami the misyaldin who that they will be born, right? Is that what it means? Uh, who? So it means what? These two sons will be born. Ephraim and Manasseh were already born. What do you mean will be born? So Ella, my, so the Moses asks back, so my Ella, do you lead to Mashmas? You're gonna say, okay, fine. So what do you tell me? That when the Torah used the word Nolodim, it doesn't mean will be born, it means was born. So then let me ask you another question. Talking about that there's going to be a person born to, in the base David, his name is Yoshio, and he's gonna come and wipe out all the idolatries of Yeravim ben Avat that they made in, in Yisrael. He's gonna come and wipe them out. Now Lechorah says, no, no, so you're going to tell me that he was already born. The grandfather Menashe wasn't born yet. So how can the grandson Yoshiobi? So you see the word Nolad cannot be referring to was. Clearly it's referring to will be. Sigmar says like this, You're right. The word in the Torah, when the Torah uses the word Nolad, it goes both ways. Sometimes it means will be born. Sometimes it means was born. However, our question when we're discussing is not how the Torah uses it. They're discussing how when people say how do they do it? So Chachamim say people refer to will be and was. And according to Rav Meir, no, only means will be. It doesn't mean was. Now, Chachamim Omrim Lonis Kavna Zeh Elamin Shadarka Levolet. This last line, the Chachamim say that the Deloshin of Nolodim is coming to include anything that is birth. Now, there's Machlokas, I think, between the Ran and, and I think the other before Shem over here. The Ran learns over here is that it's, it's not a third opinion. He's just clar- it's the Chachamim clarifying their opinion. That when you say Nolodim, it means was and will be. So the Gemara, that's what it means. I so what is it then? What does he mean to? What is he coming to say? Anything that is birth, la my. What is he excluding? If it's everything that is born, what is he excluding? La fuke dagim veofos dagim fish that are spawned and 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 birds that are born from eggs. Those are not included in the lotion of no lodim. But anything else that is birth is included in the lotion of no lodim. It's not a third opinion. It's clarifying the opinion of the chachamim, the first opinion. Gentlemen, have a good day.
Bye, Nolan.